Abfied. Abfied, really. <coughs> we used to uh, we used to work with this guy from El Salvador named Jesus. He was always uh, he would get a little uh, little high on the fumes and stuff from time to time. He'd be like, "I fight, dude, I fight." He was interesting. And I had this moment when I realized that that was probably 18, 17, 18 years ago that we worked with him, and Mike and I still quote him. So, uh, you know, the I was thinking about how, uh, you know, at the prayer meeting Friday night, I was thinking about surrender and the importance of it, uh, and. Uh, it was interesting because uh, I just I felt like there's a great deal of that that uh, expectation or that demand of surrender that um, that God places on us that 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 is a great deal of this place of coming into unity because the church coming into unity is is His work not our work uh, but it does require surrender on our part and so it can be um, could be lots of different things you know it could be well I you know I do this because I like it you know it's like like kids it's like I'm not touching you it's like no you're not touching me but stop it you know and you know it could be those kinds of things it could be I was just I was talking with somebody yesterday uh, about how uh, someone that used to come here uh, res- you know, they, they told Ron that they reserved the right to listen to whoever they wanted to, you know, because it's like, you know, that works real well to, you know. Um, and, of course, we know from the Bible that you have to eat the Passover lamb with bitter herbs. So there are those things that they don't taste so good. And if you would like some tips on eating things that you don't like and just getting them down, talk to Levi. He's an expert. <laughs> Yep. It doesn't always work for him, though. I, I've given him like a three-year pass on eating black beans because every time we tried, uh, he would try and take them like pills. and Because uh, he didn't want to have to try and chew them up. And uh, eventually, which several times it ended up in him vomiting in his plate while we're all trying to eat. So finally I was like, okay. We'll revisit this in a few years. You know, so sometimes I think we take the word of God, and you know, it's like I don't know if you've ever had somebody like convince you that you should try and like eat like big chunks of garlic clove in honey because it's going to make you feel better. I had someone do that to me, and I was like, "A two brute." <laughs> I, I think the thinking is that you'll feel so horrible that you don't you, you forgot about how bad you felt before. But, but yeah, I suppose it probably helped. But you know, and who doesn't like honey? I mean, you know, I, I I didn't really grow up eating honey. That's not something we had in the house. And uh, I don't know. We we did some work for Beth and Justin a couple years ago, and they gave us some honey. 
And I suddenly felt like Pooh Bear, you know? <laughs> it's like, ah, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all that has very little to do with what we're talking about this morning. <sighs> so. Okay, so I guess I got off on that tangent because I was talking about how sometimes you have to you have to eat the bitter along with the sweet, and and so. Um, but you know the interesting thing is is you know God gives us these these commands and these expectations in His Word that we have no hope of possibly achieving because we have hope in Him because we know that He can do those things in us and. Those are the things that require surrender. Um, so, he says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, um, let's see, I may as well just start at 1, we've got time. Uh, it says, Paul called to meet apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them which are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Called to be saints. That's a that's an awesome start to a letter. Um, of course, uh, you know it's funny the way the world uses the word saints. It's like you know it's like oh you know he's a saint blah 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 blah. You know and then and of course in the Catholic Church they have these like you know. They petition to make somebody a saint after they're dead, as if that had anything to do with anything. But but you know the saints, of course, is the holy ones, and 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 we become those saints simply by the presence of God uh, dwelling in us. Because of course God told Moses to take off his shoes because the place where he stood was holy ground, not because not because the dirt had uh, you know. Had paid enough money to have its, uh, you know, dirt, you know, on the, on a little gold placard, and then it goes on the pew somewhere, and then you can show up. And <clears throat> it's my pew, you know. Um, but because simply because the presence of God was there, uh, made it holy, and, and and so it is with us. So in verse four, he says, "I thank my God always on your behalf, for the grace of God which is given to you by Jesus Christ." That in everything you're enriched by Him, in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were also called, who you were called into the fellowship of His Son Jesus Christ our Lord. So he's talking about some great stuff there. You know, being enriched by him and coming behind in no gifts, you know, being a saint and and you know coming behind in no gifts, waiting for the 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 revelation of of Christ and being blameless in the day of Christ. All this stuff and it all comes. You know, I I, I have yet to hear anything of you need to do this. This he's still he's talking those things that God does. You know when you. When you make a, when you have a covenant with, uh, then 
you have responsibilities uh, that are incumbent on both parties. You know, it's like, you know, a marriage, for example. Uh, you know, lots of, uh, lots of people like to, uh, you know, to make that all, all very lopsided. And uh, uh, we were listening to this, uh, this fictional audio book in the car yesterday, and this, this, this woman has been chosen by this, this king to, to be his, his bride, and she really doesn't want to be. And everything, and and so she's like talking to him about you know uh, being his servant or whatever. And uh, and Levi's like, well, the woman doesn't; they're not a servant. <laughs> and uh, we were like, well, let me talk to you about that a little bit. It's like I was like, I'm slightly less mean than this guy, only a little bit. But uh, we're reading about in this book is very cruel. And uh, um, uh, you know, of course, Cynthia jumps in there. She's like, well, actually. Like you know, that's that's part of my my job, you know, is is to to be the servant. But you know, the and the way the Bible teaches it is it works both ways. It's like you know, it's like you know, we we both have to prefer one another, and we both have to put ourselves in in uh, in second in our wants and needs in second place. That's just how it works. Um. So, um, I don't know how I got off on that now, but but this sense of being a servant. You know, is is certainly something that the the church in the United States lacks. Uh, you know, the uh, our society kind of you know whether you go to church or not kind of gives you that sense of you know we were you know we were never slaves to any man you know and um, you know when I was in elementary school I remember reading about uh, the history of slavery in the United States and how aberrant it was and everything and and uh you know and we've talked about that a lot around here but um you know we we definitely have a nobody's going to tell me what to do kind of attitude in the United States and we bring that to church with us which is really really destructive because it really hinders us from uh Coming into this place, you know, Paul talks about being the the bond slave of Christ. He talks about being a prisoner of Christ. Um, Keith Green talked a lot about how the church in America thinks that we have rights. You know, it's like we're, we're we like we like to bring our our constitutional rights as Americans into the into the kingdom of God, and it just doesn't work that way. He actually had a song that uh, where he talks about giving up all my rights. You know, and uh, and, you know, the great thing is, is we feel like, you know, in our country, it's like, well, you can't afford to do that because um, because you'll be taken advantage of or, or what have you. But if you're surrendering your, your right to do what you want to do and you're surrendering it to God, to you're surrendering yourself, you know, handing over the reins to him, that's the safest place you could possibly uh, hand over all your rights to, and uh, you know, is, is he going to ask you to do stuff you don't want to do? Probably, but but that's okay. Again, you know, uh, uh, slavery is not such a bad thing, you know, especially if you have a really great master. I mean, what what would be so bad about that? Um, I should talk to the guys about that tomorrow. <laughs> 
Like, see, you see, you have such a great master. Is like, you know, we're, we're thinking we'll just we'll we'll just keep you guys all around. We won't pay you anymore, but we'll just take care of you. you know, room and board, paint stuff. No, just kidding. I yeah, we'd be looking for more guys immediately. But <laughs> no, and actually, those guys make life so easy that it's like I don't mind just paying them whatever because it's it's a blessing. But anyway, that's beside the point. So here's where I really wanted to get to, though, here in in 1 Corinthians. Um, And, of course, this is super familiar. You guys all know this. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So the thing I like about about this is... um, he says it so nice. Like now, I beseech you. It's like I'm. I'm oh, yeah. It's like you can you can see Ron in the begging to be let in the traffic circle. You know, it's like I'm begging you. It's like please, just do this. You know, it's like I mean, this is kind of how to me. This reminds me of Moses in, in Deuteronomy after he goes over the mountains of cursings and the mountain of blessings, and and he's like, now choose life. You know, it's like please, please, please. You know, and. Uh, so it's interesting because he says it like that, but we don't we don't think of the of the commands of God like that. Um, you know, when I was uh, 18 and I had my first like, real job outside of uh, you know as a, you know, a full-time job working worked for Kevin, and he was like the most polite, diffident kind of boss. Like he made like he didn't tell you what to do; he made suggestions. And being an 18-year-old who you know kind of had other things to do and had a girlfriend and, and all that. It's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm here for my six bucks an hour and let's just, I'm just kind of waiting out the clock here. You know, um, eventually he had to tell me, now, I, I know that I make it sound like I'm asking you to do this, but I'm actually telling you to do this. It's like, when it, you know, I'm, I'm the boss. Let's just go, you know, let's make this plain. I am the boss. When I tell you to do this, even if I say, hey, do you want to go do that? Even if the answer is no, you still have to go do it. So, okay. So I was, note to self, okay, cool. Um, and so, you know, God's like that. Because he doesn't want to have to, like, break out the thundering voice and, and you know, like, oh, get over there and do it now. You know, he doesn't want to have to do that. He doesn't want to have to tell Peter now, seriously, these guys are here, and you're going to go with them, and that's that. You know, he'd like to just say, "Hey, um, you want to you want to go over there and you know talk to Cornelius?" And like, sure, absolutely, on the way. You know, he would like that. You know, but um, you know, it's, uh, I think so often we take things that God says as polite suggestions. You know, I, I heard this guy once said that, that at our church we have. Uh, Six commandments and four do the best you can. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Um, but, uh, but you know, the, the, uh, this, this thing here, this, this statement that Paul is making in, in 1 Corinthians 1.10, this is, this is a commandment of God. This is a, a demand, if you will. You know, because God doesn't, He's not hoping for unity in the church. He's not asking for unity in the church. He's demanding it. 
You know, and if you know, if you grew up with brothers and sisters, or if you have more than one kid, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The the immense aggravation of trying to get everybody on the same page can be really something. You know, and uh, you know, and so at my house, I, I made it plain: this is not a hope. You know, this is not a suggestion. You will get along, and you will treat each other with love and respect. Uh, but uh, um, anyway, he says here, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you all be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. No, and you know, we're excited if we can get, you know, if we could get a whole congregation there. It's like we all think the same thing, you know, and and that's that's why we, as just as human beings, we gravitate towards people that think the way that we do, that 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 like what we like, that believe what we believe, and and it's easy to just kind of stick with that because then you don't have anybody rocking your boat or upsetting your apple cart because they they think something different than you, and and it could even be something that totally doesn't matter. It's like. Well, I like apples. Well, I don't. They're gross. You know, because there are the there is the people who there's there's red delicious apples, and then there's everybody else who knows that they're actually red disgusting apples. But um, you know, but if if you believe that they're red delicious apples, I'm good with that. That it's it's not a not a deal breaker. This is not something we have to be in unity about. But you know, like. Like he's saying here, you know, you you don't get to just believe what you want to believe about what the Bible says. You don't just get to uh, do what you want to do um, and and be a be a law unto yourself. You have to, you know, you have to come to this place of surrender before the throne of God. That is, that if you belong to Him, you don't get to choose what you believe. You you believe what He says. <clears throat> and, and that's and that's how it works. And he says here in eleven that it's been declared to me, brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say that every one of you says I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. He says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? It's a really interesting question. Because, you know, we we can get so caught up on those kinds of things. It's like, well, you know, I I just don't like the way he preaches, or I I don't, you know, I don't like his style or whatever, you know. And and if you've been around here any length of time, you know, I I think you will pick up on the people that minister here regularly all have kind of a different little flavor, but it's all the same thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because if I can go back to my kids as an example, it's, it's inexplicable to me how it can all be the same thing, but it's like, well, I just don't like that. You know, for example, Levi loves pizza. I mean, who doesn't love pizza? But... Uh, and he loves mac and cheese. Okay, so we've got like we've got the red sauce and we've got the noodles, right? 
It's like two, two just wonderful things. And yet, if you put them together and you have spaghetti as opposed to pizza or mac and cheese, it is suddenly the most disgusting thing ever created. This, this horrible concoction from the pits of Hades. And it's like... <laughs> and it's inexplicable to me. It's like, this is all stuff you like. I don't understand. that. And, and he always blames it on the seasoning. So I suppose that would be the different flavors of the ministers. Like, well... It's like, well, you know, Greg puts too much garlic in it. And you know, Fred puts too much basil in it. And, you know, or whatever, you know. You know, and, and you know, if I could be really just blunt and serious for a moment, you know, it's like, you know, Ron leaves town and suddenly church attendance goes, Bleh. it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to come because Ron's not there. It's like, is God there? You know, it's like that, that would be the point, wouldn't it? It's like, you know, I, I love the way uh, Fred makes mac and cheese. It's awesome. You know, you know, and the reason I use that example is when I was growing up, my mom made mac and cheese, or my dad made mac and cheese. And when my dad made it, it just it never came out right. <laughs> and I could never figure it out. But, but we get like that. But we do get like that. It's like, well, I, I just I don't like the way you know, brother so-and-so makes mac and cheese. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed to the way Ron makes my mac and cheese. Nothing else will do. You know, and uh, it's like, well, actually... I, I like the way that everybody makes mac and cheese around here. So, there you go. Um, but it's interesting because then they're, you know, that he here in Corinthians he's talking to these, you know, they're it's like, well, I like Paul, you know, I like Apollos, you know, and I like Cephas, and you know, and and you know that that all three of these guys would be tearing their hair out. That that people are like dividing up into camps over which one they like better. It's like, but we're all on the same team. We're all saying the same thing. You know, it's like like Peter saying in his epistle, he's like, you know, the stuff that Paul teaches is pretty deep, and I don't get it, but I know it's God. You know, no, there's no sense of competition there. There's no sense of like, now, now stay away from Paul because he teaches stuff that doesn't make any sense. You know, there's nothing like that there. And uh, and it's an interesting question. Is Christ divided? It's like, well, he shouldn't be. It's like, why why would he be? And and uh, and so this, you know, we all have these these things that we would like to protect. You know, protect our little precious, protect our flesh, protect the things that we like to do or the things that we would like to believe. Like the the person that told Ron that it's like I, I I love I love your ministry and I believe what you teach about the rapture but I've been going to this other church just in case. It's like, it's like no you don't. <laughs> like you know clearly you don't believe it because otherwise you you wouldn't be trying to cover your bases and and really you know I don't know if you're trying to cover your bases like that it would be like uh, like trying to play limbo on skates <laughs> you know eventually you're just gonna go whoop. And, and fall flat. So he says, we, uh, I thank God, in verse 14, that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say I baptized in my own name. And I baptized also the house of Stephanus. Besides that, I know not whether I baptized any other. 
For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect. So he says, I didn't, you know, I'm not out to make a name for myself. I'm not out to, uh, you know, convince you with, with sophistry that, that, uh, that I really know my stuff and, and, and impress you with uh, words like sophistry. And <laughs> Sorry, couldn't, couldn't resist. Um, you, don't, you all know how important words are to me. But but what he's you know the thing that he's talking about here is like you know the word's great you know but there has to be this this power of the spirit that comes with it and 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 if you're going to have that you've got to be connected to the head you've got to be connected to Christ and uh, without that then you get back into this whole thing of Christ being divided and. and you know, it's like, well, I believe this, I believe that, and it's like, oh, you know, well, that that's really great, but it doesn't apply to me because I'm I'm off over here doing my own thing. Um, you know, uh, a really great example that uh, I was thinking about yesterday. Uh, who who's been around here long enough to remember cleaning Allen Fieldhouse? <laughs> yeah, everybody still has PTSD about it. And <laughs> Because it, because it needed like 40 people to, to get it done in a reasonable amount of time. And we had to quit because eventually we could only get about 10. But, uh, but you know, I remember uh, uh, getting to work on, uh, they would like, we had a, a bunch of leaf blowers to work with. Warm like a backpack. And we would start at the top. And you'd kind of like have this line of guys all staggered, and they just go around in circles, blowing all the stuff down to the bottom. Worked really, really great. And every single time, there would always be one guy off over here somewhere, just kind of just sort of blowing it around. You know, we're all in this concerted effort. We're all kind of keeping the trash all in one spot, and we're building it up and taking it where it needs to go. And then there's just the one dude over there by himself. All of his effort is utterly wasted. But if he was working with everybody else, then then he'd be part of the team, and 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 what the team is doing would be that much more effective. And so, you know, I just I I remembered that example yesterday, and I was thinking about that and how it just made me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> like I kind of wanted to just go over and blow it in his face for a little bit. <laughs> Or, you know, but but everybody has their 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 you know their gift of God. Everybody has the thing that that that, uh, that God has put them in the body to do. Not everybody does the same thing. We were just talking about that the other day. You know, and that was what was great about those. It's like we had people that were really good at organizing, and then we had people that were really good with this and really good with that. You know, I I'll never forget the time that we found a big puddle of vomit in the bleachers, and like, you know. Uh, like Sherry became like a general, you know. Yeah, I mean, she was just like, all right, now everybody, you know. And I mean, started barking orders like Tommy Lee Jones, and it was awesome. But it was like she, it was like that's that's her thing. She excelled at it. It was great, you know. And as much as I enjoy picking on her, it it's really something that's that's a positive thing. It's really good that she could do that. 
So, um, so I'm glad you're here. You know, I, I'm glad to be here. You know, and you know, like we, I miss church on Wednesday, and uh, I had people like, "Is everything okay?" <laughs> like you weren't here Wednesday. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I know, I know. I and I was really kicking myself because we had like the. Um, meet the teacher night, and you take the boxes of Kleenexes and the sanitizer and everything to the uh, the school, and met the kids' teachers, and then of course they all wanted to say hi to their teachers from last year. And by the time we got out of there, I was like, we're gonna get to church. It's gonna be so late. We'll just we'll just stay home. But I really hated to not be here because I knew Ron wasn't here, and it's like and and uh, um, and I know that there are plenty of people who don't come because of that and I didn't want to be in that list because I wasn't but um, you know I think it's a really precious thing because if if you go and you if you have to leave for something and your kids do what they're supposed to do and they work together and they get along and they follow the rules when you come back it's like you just want to like pass out like Olympic medals and like put them all on boxes of Wheaties you know you know, except that, you know, if you were in the Army, then you don't get a medal for that because that's just what you're supposed to do, you know. Uh, I I listened to this great podcast where this, uh, this guy's interviewing this guy that used to train Navy SEALs. And he's like, you know, you had to have your bed made just so. You know, it had to be like perfect corners. The pillow had to be perfectly centered. They had to be able to bounce coins off of your sheets, Every, you know. And your your uniform had to be perfectly pressed. Your shoes had to be shined just right. All this stuff. And you could do all of it exactly, perfectly right. And you got absolutely zero recognition for it. Because that was just what was expected. That that was, okay, good job. You're on, you're on like, baseline now. And so, uh, you know, to me, like, it seems like that's what God expects. In that sense of unity of you know surrendering that well I would like to do this or I prefer things this way or whatever you know to to lay all of those things aside and uh, because it's it's easy to get really wrapped up in what I like and what I prefer and and so on and so forth and uh, you know the the thing is is it's like well. What what is God like? You know, what does God prefer? You know, and it's like, well, His preference would be that we were all in unity, that we all spoke the same things, that there would be no divisions among us, um, and uh, and that we were, you know, we had that focus of of looking to Him. You know, so um, yeah, Jesus, we just thank you for your Word to us. We praise you and glorify your name. I just pray that today in this place you would do as only you can. God, we just we want your presence, God, to to minister in this place, and I appreciate the opportunity to to be here, God, as you pass by, Lord God, and I just I pray that every heart would would reach out and touch you this morning, God, and that that um, that we would all be recipients of of what you have uh, brought for us this morning, God, the 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 things that you've prepared for us, God, and I just pray. That uh, that every every contention of the flesh would be bound, every every upsetness of emotion would be bound. God, that uh, the the wars that the enemy would would create in in any heart, 
would be completely bound, God, and that your spirit would be loosed in this place. And God, we just ask it, God, in your name, that you would do as only you can. God, feed us today with your word. Prepare it with the Holy Ghost. God, and I pray that, uh, uh, that like Elijah, God, that we would uh, go in the strength of that word, uh, God, uh, from this place. And we just pray it and ask it in your righteous holy name. Amen and amen.